Hello, welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast and video series where we talk about digital marketing strategies and tactics to help grow your business. I'm Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Today on the show, I am joined by a special guest, Brian Clayton of GreenPal. Brian, welcome to the show, my man. Hey, Michael, thanks for having me on. Great to be here. Yeah, you know, we were talking before we got on the show just kind of about your history and, and how you got started. I mean, you started mowing lawns, you know, probably like a lot of, you know, kids uh, in the neighborhood. Um, tell us tell us about your story. Yeah, so I was drugged into entrepreneurship, kicking and screaming by my father on a hot summer day uh, in the late 90s when he uh, forced me to go mow the neighbor's yard. He interrupted me uh, playing Super Mario Kart and maybe go cut the neighbor's grass said we have a job to do you're gonna go blow the neighbor's yard and so we went went over there and got the job done and i got paid and after that i was hooked hooked on business ownership hooked on owning my own business hooked on entrepreneurship and i i got on my computer and printed up a bunch of flyers and by the end of that summer i had like 10 or 15 customers who i was mowing yards for stuck with that business stuck with it all through high school all through college uh when i graduated college i had to make a decision was i going to enter the job market basically take a pay cut or was I going to stick with this little lawn mowing business I had? So I made a little business plan and uh, just worked just worked my butt off on growing that business as best I could and over a 15 year period of time. I built that to over 150 employees, uh, $8 million a year in annual revenue and got that business all the way through exit. Uh, in 2013, it was acquired by one of the largest landscaping companies in the United States. And so just growing that business from just me and a push forward to 150 people, learned a lot about business, trials and errors and, and, uh, and the ups and downs and, and just learned, learned the hard way on how to build a business from scratch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's crazy. You, you literally walked down the street with your dad and you had no idea it was going to turn into an $8 million a year, 150 employee company you know, many, many years down the road. So obviously you took a break after, uh, uh, you know, selling, selling your company there that, that you kind of grew up and, and uh, were, were able to exit with. How did you start thinking about GreenPal? What, what was the process of like, I don't want to go and, and do exactly what I did before, but I, I'm, I'm going to get back into it in a way. Tell me about how that came about. Yeah. Yeah, so when I sold the business, I retired. I didn't have to work anymore, which was nice. Uh, I, I almost burnt myself out for 15 years growing that company from scratch. So I took some time off. I took like six months off or, or maybe even close to a year. And I realized a lot about myself that, that for me, like business is the reason I get out of bed in the morning. It is the thing that causes me to be better and better and better. It is the thing that causes me to acquire skills and knowledge that I never would have done before. Um, so. I, I felt like there's something was missing inside of me, not having a company to, to lead and run. And so I thought, okay, well, let's, let's do the next thing. And, and uh, the idea for GreenPal had always kind of like been in the back of my head because I was just watching what like Uber and Lyft were doing for ride sharing and what Airbnb was doing for accommodations. And I, and I just thought, you know, an app needs to exist for making it easy for, for a homeowner to find the best fit lawn mowing service in their zip code at the touch of a button. And so I saw this every day running my first uh, landscaping company. People would always call our office just begging us to come cut their grass. And 
we didn't do residential work anymore. We couldn't make a we couldn't make the economics work on, on a basic lawnmower. So we would refer them out to a few names and numbers, and, and we just saw this happen all the time. So I thought, okay, an app needs to exist to to enable homeowners to find the best fit for them, get pricing quickly, uh, read reviews, and hire them and pay them all through an app. And uh, and so I recruited two co-founders, and we started working on, on the project. And Luckily, I did not know how hard it was going to be, uh, so that also I never really got started. But uh, we started working on the idea, and and it was probably three years before we really had anything going. Uh, but here we are, eight years in. Uh, so you ate crap for three years, didn't you? Three years, really, really, really hard. Uh, because it was a couple things. One was we didn't know how to build software, and so we had to teach ourselves how to code and how to design software, and we didn't know how to distribute software. We didn't know how to market software. So um, we had to learn all these things uh, on our own. And, uh, and and luckily, you know, for me, when it comes to business, I'm always going to be working on my best idea. And, and fortunately, I don't have many good ideas. And so this was it. Like, I was going to work on this, and, uh, and the only way was just forward. And we just kept hacking on it, kept working on it, kept uh, trying to grow it. And celebrating the little wins, you know, after our second year, there was a goal that we had for a hundred transactions in a week. And when we hit that, it was a big party. Now we do thousands and thousands and thousands a day. Uh, but back then, you know, to do a hundred in a week was big. And so, you know, eight years in, we're an eight-year overnight success. Uh, several hundred thousand people using the platform to get this chore done, and, and doing uh, over twenty million dollars a year in revenue. So it's. It's been a hell of a journey. That's 20 years of entrepreneurship in, in one, one vertical. Wow, wow. So essentially what you've done is you've created a platform that is a marketplace for buyers and sellers. But in this case, the buyers are the homeowners or people who need services and the sellers are the people who provide the service and you're bringing them together. Just like you said, Uber and Lyft are bringing together buyers and sellers. The buyers are, hey, I need to go somewhere. The sellers are, I got a car and I can take you there. You've created a model and a platform that brings together these folks who are, uh, it's, it's a, essentially a service-based marketplace. Exactly. It, and and, and marketplaces are great businesses to, to, to build because they have defensibility, they have moats around them, they have network effects, they have lock-in, uh, but they're really, really challenging to get started because you're having to figure out like the nuances between the wants and desires of both sides of the transaction and make strike balances between those two. And you really kind of do have two customers. You have to build a product for the, the demand side and you have to build a product for the supply side. So it took us a long time to kind of figure out those nuances just through trial and error. And we finally have dialed in on something that works. So if I'm a if I'm a solopreneur or I'm a small business owner and I'm trying to grow my business, it sounds like a, a platform is of real benefit. Tell me why a a a person who becomes part of the Green Pal family network platform, like how how do I benefit from that exactly? Yeah, that's why we do what we do. That, quite frankly, that's why I get out of bed in the morning is because we want to enable anybody who wants to make a living in the landscaping business the ability to do that quickly and a, and a lot quicker than you could on your own. So uh, for, for somebody who's just mowing one or two yards or doesn't have any clients, you can bolt onto our platform 
onboard onboard onto our system, and you'll get free quotes every day from people in your neighborhood who want lawnmowing services. And you submit a quote for those, and you get hired. And then we do the marketing automation to make sure you get booked again. And we uh, we give you the platform to accumulate reviews and, and statistics about how reliable your business is. And so giving small business owners the tool set to get discovered, get hired, get paid quickly, and then accumulate all of the data about their business uh, that shows that they're a reliable business owner, and then enable them to showcase that to, to potential clientele is why we do what we do. And, and you know, we have hundreds and hundreds of stories of, of small business owners who you know, are facing foreclosure or wanting to put a kid through school or wanting to save up to buy a house, and, you know, where they were able to uh, onboard onto the Green Top platform and build a material business on top of our technology and make real income. That's a lot of fun. That's that's why we. That's our mission. That's our that's our why. And so, um, you know, the, the 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 lesson there, at least from from my experience doing this for almost ten years, is that when you're first getting started, um, you know, scour the options in the marketplace for any platforms that might be focused on what you're doing. Uh, so there's there's horizontal platforms and there's vertical platforms. And so like a horizontal platform is like Thumbtack. You know, Thumbtack you can. You can find a wedding singer, a personal trainer, a roofer, a painter, a home cleaning service, and, and you can get introduced uh, to these service providers. If you do any of those things, try Thumbtack out. You know, uh, you might be surprised that you can pick up a client that's going to spend a thousand bucks with you for 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 ten bucks. You know, uh, so give those things a shot. Look for every option that you can to market your business digitally. And uh, a lot of times, there's there's a platform that's that's horizontal that offers what it is that you sell, or that's vertical as like ours that's completely focused on your industry. It can change your life. Uh, you have to be open minded. You have to be willing to uh, try them out and work hard. Yeah, Brian, I think that's really sage advice on your part, and I think we we, we should probably unpack that a little bit more. When, if I'm a small business owner, or I'm a freelancer, or a solopreneur, and I'm looking at these different platforms, I, I get it. I get the, 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 the value of, I don't have an extra two, three, four, five grand to do a massive, you know, postcard campaign to get 1% back. Um, but I'd much rather pay that 1% $50 and get an absolute customer or whatever. So if I, if you break it down, what are what are the things that I need to look for when I'm really evaluating a platform, whether it's cost analysis or brand reputation? What are the things that I really need to pay attention to document so I can figure out ROI? Yeah, one, give it enough time, because a lot of times um, whether you're paying for leads or you're giving up a slice of a transaction or, or what have you, or even if you're just experimenting with Facebook ads or something, give it time. Because a lot of times, you know, people will, will give up too quickly on these channels and, and not not uh, not really know if they're working or not. So give it six months and really focus on one channel at a time. So we can use uh, we can use we can use Thumbtack as an example. They're, they're a great platform for getting leads for, for a lot of different industries. And so really just focus only on that one channel for three or six months and then Back of the envelope math, you don't have to like do sophisticated data analysis. Don't let that scare you. Just understand that, okay, I got 100 phone calls this month. 15 of them came through Thumbtack. I spent $1,000 on Thumbtack. I closed one job out of that 15, 
And, and so that was $1,000 to get that one job. How much was that one job? It was $300. Well, this month sucked. What happened? Okay, well, I need to, as it turns out, like, what I really need to do is I need to call these people back quicker, and I need to, I need to get more reviews, and I need to maybe tighten up my pricing a little bit. And these four things that I bid on really weren't in my wheelhouse. I'm really good at this. And, and so really just that's why it takes a long time. It takes six months or a year to, to experiment, to try to figure out where am I, where, where am I not uh, optimized to, to win in this channel. And then some, not every channel is going to work, but if you continue to do that, um, that can get you through like, like the first two or three years of your business, at, which are the hardest. And that can get you to your first 250k in revenue, and so then you can start looking at other things to to to, to systematize your business. But you got to get first, you got to get that first quarter million dollars in revenue. And a lot of times, these lead gen uh, platforms, or or maybe even the vertically focused ones, are a way to do that. Yeah, I like that. I like you know how you kind of map that out. And I think again, just to 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 unpack it a little bit further, is to say you know, create that process, you know, create a, a response template because you need to optimize. You need to be able to reply quickly. And when you reply, you know, sound intelligent, don't have typos. Like all of these things are the digital equivalents of first impressions. And so, you know, if you've got a, you know, a word document set up with how you respond to each one of these leads, you can work efficiently and quickly to respond to the volume, but you're not trying to type up an individual, you know, custom response. You have a template, you add a little bit of, of you know, contextual to, you know, hey, Gary, or hey, you know, Sarah, what have you. Um, so I love that. I love, you know, evaluate it, document it, create a process, you know, and give it time. I think that's great, great advice. So. Let's let's say I'm a uh, you know I'm a solopreneur. I've gotten on the you know whether it's a Home Advisor, whether it's Thumbtack, whether it's you know whatever the platform is that I've gotten on board. I'm starting to see a little you know I'm seeing that increase in the business. You know maybe I'm having to uh, bring on additional you know whether it's staff or whether it's just you know uh, you know 1099 additional workers to, to meet the demands of all the, the, the leads that I've, you know, gathered in, there comes a tipping point. And this is where I think we really need to spend some time because I think a lot of people make mistakes about this when they start thinking about the growth markers. I think they get the cart way ahead of the horse, but tell me what you think. What do you think is the key? How do you recognize when it's time to start working on the business and not in the business? You know, for me, uh, looking back 20 years of business ownership, I like the I like the metaphor of looking at it like old school, like a video game, Super Mario World, and thinking about 10 levels, and, uh, and and really like thinking about what those 10 levels look like, and just trying to get through level one, two, or three might be getting to your first quarter million dollars a year in revenue or half a million dollars a year in revenue, and and then as you get to level four, five, and six. Then you're looking at things like duplication and systems and trying to create roles uh, that, that are in your business. Like if, if, if you think of your business like a big business, they want it and literally go through the exercise of creating an org chart, mm -hmm. you know, head of sales, head of operations, chief technician, warranty work person, uh, customer service, 
uh, person who, who who counts the phone calls that came in and, and codes them, and, and like it's going to be your name on every single one of them. <laughs> right. But that's okay. Uh, but as time goes on, you get through level one, two, three. Um, you start to peel your name off those roles, and you start to delegate uh, to somebody who, who can focus on that role and, and do it better than you. Uh, and, and because they're working your system, they're working, they're following your uh, your methodology because you've done that. You you were the person that 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 answered the phone for the first two years, and you were the person that gave the pitch, and you were the person that gave the in-person sales presentation. You were the person that closed and followed up. And so you have mapped out this formula that you can hand off, and and then you manage the process because it's your process. And now that guess what? Uh, you wake up ten years later, you have names on those roles on that work chart, uh, and you have a real business. Whereas the first two years, you were you didn't have a business; you were self-employed, and that's okay. But that's level one and two. And you don't need to worry about Bowser problems when you're in level one and two. You just need to you need to get through those levels, identify what the routines and processes and procedures are that you're doing on a daily basis. Optimize them, make them better and better and better. Relentless improvement, um, and then you can begin to codify it into a, 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 a system that you can hand off to somebody who focuses focuses on the role of in-person sales consultation. You know, I met a guy the other day who was a millionaire off of closet systems, a closet closet racks. Wow. You know, yeah, and it's like you know, in the beginning days, he was he was nailing up shelves. He was the person that gave the estimate. He was the person that gave the sales presentation. He was the person that showed the clients all the pictures of previous work and, and closed the deal. And then he came out and installed it and you know, designed it. Now he has people doing all those things because he did it. Mm. Um, and you can't skip these steps. Uh, you have to go through them. They take, they take a while, but so long as you are you know sufficiently motivated and, and, and you want to be relentless about it, you know, over a five or ten year period of time, you can build a good business and make something of yourself in business. You know, I like that, and I think Brian, like like I said, I I think there are small businesses who make the mistake here, and and I think what you said, I, I the visual is so perfect when you sort of laid out the you know different titles that are part of that org chart, and knowing that my name or or you know. Your, your name was the one in every single one of those. And what you're saying there is in that role, you created the process of how the job was done. And because your business is growing, your process was correct. Now you have to replicate that process to train and teach who you, whoever you bring in. Don't bring them in and let them do it their way. Yes, they can make modifications or whatever, but the core of success, that kernel of success that you built as the, the founder of the company is so important. Guys, if you're listening to this show and you want more on how to break down this, this component, um, I highly recommend a book called Traction by Gina Wickman. It's a bestseller. It is, it is such a practical uh, step by step of how to do exactly what we're talking about uh, for your business. So highly recommend that. Um, so Brian, I think you know we've done a really good job helping. You know, there's a lot of people out there. I think right now because of COVID and layoffs and 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 um, 
you know, just the economy that we're faced with right now who are trying to figure out what am I going to do? How am I going to, you know, um, and it's 2021, right? And I, and I can't just sit in my house and be depressed. You know, I need to get out there and I need to do something. And, and I love what you're saying is that there's a network of, of uh, or platforms that are out there to help make it easier for you to plug in, get to work, um, and so I, I love the, 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 what you guys have built, um, and, and how you're providing and, and adding to our U S economy with, with your, uh, you know, entrepreneur mind, what last thing would you say to, to just encourage and inspire folks who are listening today? Yeah. You know, we're going through a tough year or we're, we just finished a tough year, probably gonna be another tough year, you know? And, and I think, in every crisis, there's opportunity. Like this isn't happening to you; it's happening for you. And so that can mean like maybe you uh, needed like a kick in the butt to start your business or your hot your side hustle. And this could be the thing. Or maybe maybe this maybe you're in business and this has been like it's a really rough year. Well, it's kind of an opportunity to take it down to the to the studs. Um, I, I read a quote the other day, and it, it says it said if you do things in life that are easy then life is going to be hard. If you do things that are hard, life is going to be easy. And I think that can also apply to business. If you, if you do things in business that are easy, well, then your life in business is going to be hard. But if you do things in business that are hard, then your life is in business is going to be pretty easy. So if you can kind of think about it and like, let that guide your decision-making, in terms of, of like how daunting some of these things might feel, it's like, well, the hard hard way is the path and and uh, that applies now you know in the crisis that we're in now but really anytime in business and so I like that that to me just helps me kind of stay focused and understand this is a 5 10 20 year journey it's a it's a it's a 20 it's a uh, Jim Collins calls it a, a, a 20 mile march and you just you just stick with it that's the only way to win is just to be consistent and relentless about it that's fantastic Brian how can people find you best way to get at me is on LinkedIn. Uh, anybody that, you know, if you've heard, if you heard my story and you're like, oh, there's this specific thing that that dude might be able to help me with question, you know, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to help you out based on my experience. Um, if you're listening to this, you know, life's too short to cut your own grass. So if you need, if you need somebody to mow your yard, you can download uh, Green Pal in an app store or play store. You'll get hooked up with a great lawn mowing service in less than a minute. Oh man, that's great. Guys, that's going to wrap it up for our episode today. Thank you for our guest, Brian Clayton from Green Pal. Again, my name is Michael Wynn. I'm the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RV Oppenheim Associates. Thanks for tuning in and catch us next time on the next episode. And that